This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to talk about some more shakeup with the Arkansas coaching staff, some stuff that uh, might have been expected if you've been paying attention a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about recruiting, although there's not a whole lot going on with Arkansas and the February signing period as nobody's slated to sign right now. We'll talk a little bit of basketball and baseball. Curtis Wilkerson is also going to join us, and we're going to take your questions as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. And before we get started, I'm not going to go into my normal spiel, but 60% off right now at Hogsports. This offer ends on February 3rd at 10.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you like great Razorback coverage, insider information from the number one guys in the business, then you're going to want to sign up for this deal. So the way this breaks down, it's 60% off the annual rate, so that breaks down to $0.83 cents a week, $3.58 for the entire month, billed at just $42.96 for the whole year. So... What are you waiting on? Like, it, it's starting to make me question your fandom a little bit. Like, if you don't like the best in Razorback coverage and you're a Razorback fan, what are you doing, really? Right? You can also sign up for one month for $1. Okay? So, this is a, a great deal. Um, yeah, and it ends February 3rd. Again, $0.83 cents a week, three fifty-eight a month. If you haven't signed up right now is the time to do it. 60% off at just a couple of more days that we're running this promo. You can go to hawgsports.com. You'll see the banner ad right there. Click on it. There's no promo code or anything. Just sign up and you'll get the deal. You'll be glad that you did and at a great, great rate. Like, seriously, what are you doing if you're not signed up for this already? You like the show? You like what we do on drive time. You like what Danny West does on his radio stuff. You like Curtis's Hogs, Hog Hoops Live. If you like all that stuff, come see what we got behind the curtain for our VIP subscribers. You'll be glad you did. So, Jermile Ashley, I believe that's how you say it. Now, we've actually known about this for a little bit. I've had the article queued in there just in case something happened. Kind of thought maybe right around right now would be when this happened. So, um, this was obviously Football Scoop has reported this first, but they're, they're right. It's not just a rumor. This is happening. So, Derek LeBlanc is on his way out at Arkansas, and uh, Jermile Ashley is on his way in. Now, for those who aren't familiar with him, he fills a lot of needs, especially when you consider – so first, um, with Kennedy coming in as tight ends coach, and we, we hadn't really talked about that, but with Kennedy coming in as tight ends coach, uh, replacing um, John Cooper, uh, that fills a need in Louisiana because he's got strong ties – you know, in that state, he's, you know, coached at Tulane and all that stuff. So he's got real strong ties in Louisiana. So Derek LeBlanc had ties in Louisiana, so that fixes that. Now with uh, with uh, uh, Cooper moving out, he had ties in Oklahoma, right? He was a former player for, for the Sooners and stuff, so he had ties in Oklahoma. So bringing in Ashley 
fills that because Ashley spent six years in Tulsa. And not only that, he spent six years in Tulsa, so you know he knows the landscape. There's a lot of great high schools there, Booker T and Union, and you know you could go on and on about all the, the great high schools in that, in that area in Tulsa, which produces at a higher rate than it should per capita. So Tulsa is an important area. So it's good to get a coach from that region. Um, he also is from DFW as a player. So he's from Fort, Fort Worth as a player. He attended junior college just outside of Fort Worth, a little southeast, yeah, southeast of, of, of Dallas, and also coached at a junior college southeast of Dallas. So with Ryan Rhodes moving out and Michael Scherer moving in at linebacker, Rhodes is your junior college guy. So this guy fills a lot of holes that you didn't have. First of all, you can never have too many ties in DFW, okay? And he's been a player there both in high school and junior college. He's been a coach there. Uh, in junior college, and now Tulsa, where he spent six years. So he's also he, – he's a former player at Kansas. So um, – and, and this is Kansas 2004, 2005. He was an all-Big 12 guy uh, in Kansas. And that's when Kansas was really, you know, starting to pick up steam. I think in actually 2008 they went 12-1 and one and were nationally ranked under Mangino and haven't been anything since then and weren't anything before that either. So uh, he was at Kansas during a time when they were starting to uptick – Brief NFL career with Cleveland Browns. Graduated in 2008 at KU, so he went back to school and got his degree. But, yeah, Keller Fossil Ridge High School in Fort Worth. Went to Tyler Junior College. Coach at Trinity Valley Community College. And Tulsa. I mean, those are all very good. And I know a lot of people are like, you know, it's a lot of fans are going to be upset if you don't go and take Georgia's defensive line coach, you know, and, and sometimes that's just not practical, you know, especially when you're talking, you know, you, you really need to get a promotion to make a move, you know, across like that. So this is definitely a promotion for him moving from Tulsa um, to Arkansas, definitely a big promotion for him, but you know, all big 12 performer. He's got a nice resume as an up and comer guy. And what we're seeing with Pittman and the changes that he has made, he is going after younger guys that are extremely eager and that have good reputations already as recruiters. That's what we've seen so far, except in the case of, you know, Barry Odom, Kendall Browse. Kendall Browse is a young guy. Odom's young. I mean, Odom's barely over 40. So, you know, those guys obviously are more seasoned in terms of being around the SEC and stuff, but that's what you want out of your coordinators. You know, Brad Davis, an offensive line coach, that's an important position. I mean, nobody coaches more players as an individual position coach than the offensive line coach. So you need a really good stud guy right there, on-field coach. The other positions, yeah, it's great to have good coaches, obviously, but you need some energetic guys. And, um, you know, it's maybe a little bit younger than we're used to, not after seeing, you know, what – uh, Chad Morris hired at Arkansas. I mean, everybody was young on the offensive side of the ball, except for maybe Trailer. But everybody else was young, didn't really have any major college experience as an on-field coach on that staff. Um, and then a couple of guys on defense too. And, you know, also on the other side, there might have been some guys towards the end of their career that were a little bit kind of mailing it in, a lot of bit kind of mailing it in. Um, you know, and there's some young guys like Mark Smith too. But – um, you know, when you look at Kennedy at tight ends coach, Ashley at uh, defensive line coach. Oh, also we got to mention Joshua Thompson is moving on. I don't know if we mentioned that in the last show, but Joshua Thompson is the Joshua Thompson is the Arkansas director of recruiting. Uh, he's done a great job at Arkansas also. 
and uh, he's moving on to Auburn where he's going to take on more of a director of football operations or player personnel, something kind of like that. But he's getting that promotion, uh, so he's moving along. So they'll be finding someone there. That's been an interesting position over the years. They have had a lot of turnover. Going back, like starting with Chris Hauser. When Chris Hauser took over that position uh, under under uh, Brett Bielema and – you know, followed Brett from Wisconsin, and then the next year he was out of a job, <laughs> and they hired E.K. Franks. And then after E.K. Franks, um, oh, it was Justin Stepp's wife, Brooke Stepp. She she was in it for a little while. Uh, they started a family, and she moved along from that. You know, and then they start. You know, there's a director of football operate or a director of recruiting, and then a recruiting director. Like there's all these different titles and stuff, but. Uh, we'll see where they go with that position. Cody Vincent still there. We did talk about that a little bit, I think, maybe last time. But uh, anyway, Joshua Thompson moving on uh, and wish him him well in his new role, except for when they play Arkansas, right, or compete against Arkansas. But he's not, I guess, not working in recruiting anymore. So Arkansas and Oklahoma State, we'll talk with Curtis Wilkerson here in just a little bit just to kind of go over things. I never get too disappointed when Arkansas – is in a road game to the very end. Now, watching them just get the doors blown off against them, you know, against Alabama and LSU especially, you know, there's definitely a sense of rage that I'm sure we all feel. But, I've again, I've always felt like, you know, if you're in a road game in the final moments um, and you have a chance to win, then you can't be too upset. However, just the way that they lost it is disappointing. Um, first of all, I thought this was, was – Interesting, and I'm not like making excuses and stuff because I think they swallowed a lot of whistles. I mean, Oklahoma State only shot what 15 free throws, but Arkansas only shot seven free throws in this game. And you could tell Musselman was a bit perturbed when he was asked about it. He said, No comment, Oklahoma State's just physical. It was just like nodding his head, just in disgust. And he talked about it a little bit later, also, but didn't really comment on it. He's like, I didn't think 15 threes was a lot of threes taken. It's not. I mean, Arkansas has only shot fewer than 15 threes one other time this season. They shot 14, I think, against Alabama. But this is easily a low for them on free throw attempts. I mean, they play, they shot 31 against Auburn, 34 against somebody, maybe Missouri. I can't remember who. It's 34 against somebody else. You know, they're averaging 21 free throw attempts per game in SEC play. And then to play this Big 12 game against a team that's regarded as being very physical and only shot seven free throws. And that's really the difference in the game when you look at Arkansas shot attempts, the buckets they made, only two uh, fewer three-pointers out of, you know, they shot 20, Arkansas shot 15. They lost a turnover battle, but or they won the turnover battle. They lost the rebounding battle. That was kind of a, a wash. But Arkansas got more shots up. They got 70 shots. Compared to only 61 for Oklahoma State, made 34 of them. Oklahoma State made 31. The difference is free throws in this game, so I can understand Musselman's frustration. You know, there are some other things that I think, you know, people looking at, you know, media or fans, you know, like why wasn't Jalen Williams playing? Well, he's got a he's got a pretty bad knee bruise, and that'll be evaluated. They got an early game turning around against Mississippi State on Tuesday at 8 o'clock, so it's a late game in Bud Walton Arena against Mississippi State. So, Arkansas – I mean, Oklahoma State played Monday. Their next game was Saturday. Arkansas played Wednesday. So, you know, one team had fresher legs and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, there there's some things to be disappointed with this, with this game overall. 
Uh, I didn't think Connor Vanover played particularly well to play as many minutes as he did. I mean, he was four and nine, nine points, five blocks, like four rebounds or something like that, but uh, and took the last shot, which was a good look. I mean, and the thing about Vanover is, man, I have seen him shoot absolutely lights out before, and I'm just perplexed at how bad he's shooting from three-point range lately. He was one of four, including missing uh, a game-winner opportunity or tying. Was it winner? It might have been a winner. I guess they maybe fouled. I can't remember how. I mean, it feels like it's been forever ago. But um, we'll get into Curtis Wilkerson on it, talk a little bit more basketball stuff and maybe a little bit of baseball stuff. But next game up, Tuesday, February 2nd, 8 o'clock, Bud Walton Arena. That game is on the SEC Network against Mississippi State. This is a game that Arkansas should win. And then uh, back-to-back home games. They get Texas A&M at 5 o'clock on Saturday, February 6th. So back-to-back home games for Arkansas. They should win both of these, in my opinion. I think in your opinion, too. Why have you guys not signed? Like, I'm confused. Like, why would you not sign up for this 60% off deal? Like, first of all, it's worth it full price. And to get it at 60% off is fantastic. So, like, if you're ready for, you know, there's obviously going to be some recruiting stuff. Doesn't feel like there's going to be any national signing day stuff. Um, with recruiting, but we're also talking transfer portal stuff. Um, spring football, like March 15th. That should be exciting this year, and I'm thinking we're going to get more access. So 60% off, guys. Sign up for it. If you got a buddy and you are signed up, let them know about it. It's a great deal, and we haven't offered a good deal like this in a long time. And, again, also $1 for your first month. So Arkansas's recruiting class right now is ranked 22nd nationally. It's dropped a couple spots lately, and we knew that would happen without adding any more commitments. Now, I think that things have changed a little bit with more teams on the on the lookout for transfers and, and the grad transfer market uh, to where they're not, you're not going to see as many schools sign 25. So Arkansas's got a chance to stay at 25 or stay inside the top 25. I think it's going to be close when everything's said and done. But the fact that they're at 22 right now, I think, you know, is a good indicator that they're going to end up with a top 25 class when all is said and done, even if they don't add any more high school commitments. But what you're also going to see, you know, usually like you try to build some momentum after National Signing Day, and you maybe got some guys that are silent commitments and stuff like that. And you can see Arkansas like try to make a, a big momentum push. They haven't had a commitment in the class of 2022 in a little bit. So maybe we see something pop up uh, here in the, in the coming week or weeks with 2022 guys. I think that's definitely possible. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But Arkansas right now, just to kind of recap where they are, Keetron Jackson, 6'2", 186, four-star wide receiver, number 164 player nationally. A.J. Green, four-star running back, 183 nationally. Raheem Sanders, four-star athlete, wide receiver running back, number 284 nationally, four-star. Terry Wells is a four-star, but he's not a composite four-star. He's a four-star on uh, 24-7 sports, but not – when you average in all the sites, ESPN rivals 24-7, he's not a four-star. Still a nice pickup. Javion Hunt. Arkansas probably did their best work at running back and wide receiver in this class. Javion Hunt um, is a top 500 uh, recruit out of Tulsa uh, – excuse me, out of Oklahoma City. Um, number 494 overall. Cameron Ball, number 495 overall. Big defensive tackle out of Georgia, 6'5", 300 pounds. Jalen Williams – Number 11, junior college recruit nationally. Number three, defensive tackle out of Jones Community College. 6'3", 310, a guy that you would hope could come in and contribute immediately. Keon Parker, uh, 5'27", overall. 5'11", 173, out of of Booker T. Washington in Tulsa. Cole Carson, 6'5", 290, 5'44", overall, out of Rivercrest. But go to Texas, small town football. Bryce Stevens. 575, John Marshall, Oklahoma City, wide receiver. Jaden Johnson, an athlete, 6'2", 200, probably a defensive back, safety, 581 overall. Jaden, so that's that's all top 600 players. And that's a, that's a good indicator. That's a good number of top 600 players. Uh, then you've got um, Jaden Wilson, wide receiver out of DeSoto, Texas. Lucas Coley, quarterback, who is a four-star on, I believe, one recruiting service. Um, 61203. I, I hear he's, he, he looks taller than that. Solomon Wright, 768 player overall, defensive tackle out of VN, Oklahoma. Chris Paul, linebacker out of Georgia. Chase Lowry, cornerback out of Frisco, Texas. Marco Avant out of Jonesboro, linebacker. Jermaine Hamilton Jordan, safety, outside linebacker type out of uh, Kansas City. Aaron Outley out of Parkview, tight end. Devon Manuel, 6'8, 300 pound offensive lineman. Out of Louisiana, Landon Rogers, 6'4", 215 quarterback out of Parkview, and Cam Little, the number one ranked kicker prospect in the country out of Southmore, Moore, Oklahoma. Takias Crawford, nice addition out of the transfer portal, and Trent Gordon. Takias Crawford, 6'5", 335 offensive lineman, former, former four-star recruit, and Trent Gordon, 5'11", 180, former high three-star recruit out of Penn State. So that's your recruiting class as it stands right now. Now, we know that Arkansas is like looking at three other guys here and there, you know, um, to fill three spots, probably another offensive lineman, a couple more defensive linemen. Maybe Ashley has a role in that and bringing in a couple of defensive linemen. And, you know, I think they would like their defensive linemen, you know, maybe to be older guys, grad transfer types, uh, whereas your offensive linemen, they, they would settle for a guy that's, you know, they can, you know, get in the system, maybe got a few years of eligibility left. So – that's where things stand right now. 
I don't think anything's going to happen on signing day. I think this could be more like post-spring stuff where you see guys that maybe don't like their new coach or don't like their situation or just looking for a change and they decide or maybe they need the scholarship or, you know, to, to graduate. And then you see, you know, post-spring into the summer guys that, you know, become available and then you see Arkansas's activity uptick. But right now, there doesn't seem to be a lot of movement unless they're really keeping something secret uh, with transfers in these three spots that they want to fill that they, again, you know, are going to count forward to the next class. So, and maybe, you know, they don't like where they're at and they, and they decide to hold them. So we'll see. We shall see how things go. Okay, I want to get to my man Curtis Wilkerson, who does a great job. If you guys aren't following Kurt Wilkerson, it's at Kurt Wilkerson underscore on Twitter. And he really cranks out a lot of great information. Hey, Trey. What's up, Kurt? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing real good. So I, I went over a little bit of the basketball stuff, just, you know, what happened with Oklahoma State, you know, what's what's upcoming. Uh, I was wanting to get your take, though, on on how you thought things played out against Oklahoma State. What would you like? What would you not like? Yeah, well, I, I didn't like the start. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that, you know, right out of the gates there, and Justin Smith even alluded to this out of the game, Oklahoma State just seemed a lot more – physical and aggressive and they were blocking a lot of shots you know by the by the rim there and it kind of got Arkansas back on their heels they did settle in you know after that first media timeout which was good and you know um, I liked that they fought back I, I thought it was good for them on the road to be in that kind of game you know multiple times they came back from five or so down and built up a five-point lead and mm-hmm. you know obviously didn't work out for him there and then, but you know, you had a, had a play there on the road with about, you know, five seconds left where you get an open look from three that would have, would have put you ahead and it just didn't fall. So, uh, you know, Oklahoma state, they're kind of in the same situation. I, I think as Arkansas in terms of, of where they're at as a program, but you know, really the difference in the end was Oklahoma state has Kate Cunningham. and He's a guy yeah. that could, could go in there and make some big time plays and big time shots down the stretch. And, you know, on the flip side, Arkansas is, you know, taking the final shot there with, with Connor Vanover. I don't mind him taking an open look from the top of the key, but, uh, you know, you still wonder 18 games into the season, who is the go-to guy in those situations? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, they were running his own, so that wasn't like the – I was thinking, you know, I want it in Moody's hands, I want it in Note's hands. You know, yep. those, but you know the the Vanover stuff just perplexes me so much because we've seen so much better from this guy in practices. I mean, he can really, really shoot, and it's impressive. But he has just not been shooting well. And once you take that away from him, and hasn't been blocking shots, and I know part of it's, you know, he lost a lot of weight when he got sick. But man, I mean, he it doesn't feel like he's. I mean, he's got he's got five blocks, but it still feels like, you know, it still feels like they're you know guys are just going out and, and doing what they want in there. Um, and if he's not knocking down threes, it's just you know it's disappointing. But I mean, against Mississippi State on Tuesday, they're pretty big, right? So they're going to need Connor in there. They're going to need Jalen Williams, and hopefully his his knee's not too too big of an issue. Yeah, that's that's going to be a really interesting matchup. You know it. It's, it's really a tough break for Arkansas. If you, you think back to the last two games, they played two big physical teams in mm. Ole Miss and Oklahoma State, and now you have back-to-back short turnarounds, and then 
you welcome in Mississippi State, who, yes, they are big. They actually have the biggest lineup in the SEC and maybe the country. So, you know, they'll go 6'10", 6'11", inside with, with Smith and Ado. Ado's the guy who got the tip-in buzzer beater in, in Bud Walton last year. And then, you know, if you get those guys in foul trouble, they bring, you know, a 6'9", 250 guy, an Alabama transfer off the bench. They've got a seven foot 240 guy that comes in uh, and rotates in for them. So they are absolutely enormous. Yeah, they're, mm. Arkansas is going to need Connor. You, you hope that that knee bruise can uh, kind of start to, to heal up a little bit for Jalen Williams. And, you know, they might have to, to turn to guys like Ethan Henderson to come in because I, I don't, I mean, Connor's going to take a beating if you if you need him in there for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah, should be. Curtis Wilkerson joining us again uh, from hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. How many, how many months have you been with us, Curtis? Is it like since July I, or so? Yeah, I, I started at the very end of June. So mm-hmm. it's more than half a year. Half a year, yeah. It doesn't feel like yeah. that long. You've been doing a great job. And, again, Curtis does some great stuff. He's got a breakdown, a deep dive on uh, Arkansas basketball at the midpoint of the SEC schedule. Um, just some of the, the subheads here. you got freshmen making presence felt, just breaking down those guys. Uh, just on – you call Justin Smith the savior, uh, the consistency with the transfers and, you know, issues and, and non-issues with that. The curious case of Connor Vanover, of course. <laughs> And oh, Desi, where art thou? I love that one. And of course, woes around the rim, which we have have seen. And again, you know, in the game the other night, they they were you know shooting in the paint. It's not like they were just settling for jumpers and stuff, but they they were not getting a lot of foul calls. Uh, and you could tell Musselman was pretty pretty ticked off on that. Um, you've also got poor poor uh, excuse me, just point guard play, which you know has been poor sometimes. Uh, who's the guy, which we just talked about? Who is the guy, and how does your resume stack up? Uh, again, this is you, you've done a really long article here, and and one of just many great breakdowns that you do, and and, and just another reason to sign up uh, at Hog Sports for sixty percent off right now. But I wanted to transition you over to uh, to baseball, Curtis. Uh, you've got something on uh, Arkansas's. Rotation. You you went out and watched scrimmage the other day. What are your thoughts right now, just on what you saw in the scrimmage and um, and and just the uh, the press conferences and stuff that followed or yeah. preceded it, I should say. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we got Dave Van Horn and and several players um, on Friday for a press conference, and you know, obviously, everyone's really excited to get the season started, especially when you think about college baseball. You know, those guys only got 16 games into their season last year before that was cut short. So mm. it's just been a, a ridiculously long break. And I know they were excited to see, you know, a, a full normal schedule, obviously subject to change, but that was released. And I know they're anxious to get back out there. It's going to be a really interesting year. You know, you look at this Arkansas team on paper as expected, they're loaded uh, from top to bottom. But, you know, when you consider – uh, the added, you know, the extra year of eligibility or the free year of eligibility, and then the Major League Baseball draft being cut down to only five rounds last year. That's the case with everybody. Mm-hmm. So you, you see this Arkansas team and, you know, various outlets have them ranked anywhere from, I, I think, number eight to number 22 or something in the country. Uh, but most, most of the time you're going to see nine or 10 SEC teams in the top 25. So it's a gauntlet. I, I think the you know the hitting, the offense—that's that's, that's going to be there with guys like Christian Franklin, Robert Moore. Uh, you really like a lot of the new additions that are coming in, but the question seems to be, 
what are they going to do with the pitching staff? So, uh, and, and it's not due to a lack of options. They've got 30 arms on this mm-hmm. team to, to sort through in the next few weeks. Uh, the weekend rotation, obviously, is what they need to get settled on first. And, you know, we kind of asked Dave Van Horn, hey, do, do you have anyone that's penciled in right now? And, and he really doesn't. So it's a wide-open competition. You think about guys the last couple of years and Patrick Wicklander and Connor Nolan, who've kind of been mainstays in that rotation, but nothing's guaranteed for those guys. And, you know, I was out at the scrimmage the other day and Wicklander got the start and it looked like he was facing what's probably going to be Arkansas starting lineup, at least for the most part. Uh, and, and he, you know, some of the same issues that have plagued him in the past with control crept in. So walked a bunch of guys. He was only able to go, you know, an inning plus, mm-hmm. uh, because of control and something that's to be expected. I mean, it's a, it's a January scrimmage. It's the first one. It, it's cold. You can't feel the ball and you're, you're trying to hone in on your location and stuff like that, but it is kind of a recurring theme. So just tons of guys uh, that they have options with there. They need to, you know, nail it down to a three for the weekend and then start plugging the holes in the, in the bullpen and some of those key scenarios that they're going to face along the course of the season. Mm-hmm. And nothing but cold weather on the horizon for us. All right, Curtis, uh, before I let you go, I want to mention to everybody, you can also, if, for those of you who aren't aware, Curtis also does uh, a show very similar to this. It's called Hog Hoops Live, so it's the sister show that we've uh, kind of spun off this one, just more of a focus on Razorback basketball, and of course all of Curtis's knowledge, he talks about other things besides from bas- besides basketball as well, but um, your show on that will be on Wednesday, because we have the Tuesday game, so that show comes on after the midweek basketball game each week, so you want to make sure you tune in to Hog Hoops Live and and uh, hear everything that Curtis has to say from uh, from basketball. All right, man. All appreciate right. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the insight, Curtis. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right, that's Curtis Wilkerson again. You can follow Curtis at at Kurt Wilkerson underscore um, on Twitter, and again, be sure to tune in to Hog Hoops Live on Wednesday. He does a great job for us. And uh, so for baseball, again, uh, season starts on Friday, February 19th against Texas Tech in Arlington at Globe Life Field. And consecutively at 7 o'clock, the 19th they play Texas Tech, the 20th they play Texas, and the 21st they play TCU. And then I guess like a month later they open SEC play March 19th uh, against Alabama. So Curtis will be covering baseball for us as well. Arkansas, before I get to your questions, I'm going to in a second, but uh, this is just one of the, the many things that Danny West cranks out. Uh, Arkansas has turned attention, obviously, to the class of 2022 and had a big uh, virtual visit day on Saturday with several recruits, Curly Thompson out of Fort Worth, Texas defensive end, Trey Emery, defensive tackle out of Mount Pleasant, Texas, Jason Llewellyn out of Alito, Texas, a tight end, Toriano Pride, Uh, Four-star cornerback out of St. Louis, Chris McClellan, defensive tackle out of Owasso. I could go on and on this list. There's about, you know, six other names on there. And Danny has got, you know, a breakdown on each one of these guys, where Arkansas stands, how things went, their comments. We'll have individual articles on several of these players as well uh, coming up in in the coming days just about what they thought about their visit to Arkansas. And once again, I have to remind you, before we get to your questions, sign up for the 60% off deal. If you've ever thought about maybe I should sign up, I mean, I really like the show or I like the free content that they put out. I like to listen to Trey on drive time. I like listening to Danny or Curtis on the radio. And I think Curtis is going to be on out of bounds today at three, by the way. But 
If you like all that stuff, then come see what we have behind the curtains. Again, 60% off. That's 83 cents a week. That's like 12 cents a day. You can't buy anything for 12 cents. There's nothing. You cannot buy a gumball for 12 cents. Okay, $3.58 a month. Build it just $42.96 for the entire year. You also have the option to sign up for one month for $1. For me, I say the 60% off deal. I think that's the best deal because you're going to like what you get with our Razor's Edge Premium Forum, the all the content, the VIP stuff, the recruiting that we put out, all the insider, inside stuff. All of that stuff are reasons to sign up for Hogsport. So if you like the number one, if you like your uh, source from the number one source in the business, if you like your content from the number one source in the business, then sign up for Hogsports. All right, thanks everybody for listening to that, but sign up for real, seriously. All right, let's get into some questions here. Joshua Court says, love the hire. Joshua Shiver says, love the hire. Clinton Stacy Patterson says, what's up, Trey? Finally was able to tune in live. Appreciate you, Clinton Stacy. Stephen Shoup says, watching from Georgia, Peach State. Jim Scott says, we pick Suey Trey. Josh Gar says, been watching every week for what feels like two years now, we pick Suey. Yeah, it's probably been about two years we've been doing the show. Appreciate you, Josh. Got a lot of Joshes on here. Joshua Shiver says, Trey, with much more depth on the O-line and with the guys coming back now, how do you think the starting O-line will look or should? So, let's actually, let's bring up Arkansas's roster and let's go over this. Arkansas is in great shape and from a number standpoint on the offensive line, we don't want basketball roster, we want the football roster. Sports, football, roster. All right. So, on the offensive line, Arkansas is going to be like 17 offensive linemen, I think, with, with you know, with all the guys coming back. Um, you know, Ricky Stromberg returns at center. I think we can count on that as happening. I think there could be an interesting battle at the right guard position with Bo Limmer, or actually maybe all the guards, Bo Limmer, um, Ty Clary, maybe Luke Jones. He's made a little bit of a push. And, of course, Brady Latham, a guy that has a lot of potential – but again, needs to get stronger, needs to get bigger, and that's the case still with Arkansas's offensive line. We're you know we're going to be talking about, you know they've got some guys that have been around the block. You know seven guys with significant starting experience. They still need to get a little bit bigger, you know, and they've done that with the younger classes. But we're still going to see another year of you know. And Ty Clary's gotten bigger. He's six four two ninety eight, and he's he's going to continue to get bigger. And the same case with Brady Latham at six five two ninety six. But still need to recruit bigger guys, guys that you need to take weight off of <laughs> when they get here. So that's kind of, you know, how I would say the interior is. Left tackle, Myron Cunningham is going to be your starter again. At right tackle, if Noah Gatlin can stay, stay healthy, he's a guy with a lot of potential, like maybe even next level ability. But he's got to stay healthy. It's been year after year with him. So Noah Gatlin, I think, is you could kind of pencil him in. But, you know, there's other guys like Jalen St. John. You know, speaking of guys that you need to take weight off of, he was listed at 6'5", 359. Uh, you've got Ray Curry Jr., 6'5", 320, came in at that size. You know, you've got uh, Marcus Henderson, who was well over 300 pounds in high school, trimmed down to 300 pounds as a senior and played at 280 last year, also was playing tight end. So he can obviously put that weight back on. But he's a left tackle of your future. I, I, th- I think I see him kind of playing behind Myron Cunningham next year before he takes over that job. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much where things go. You know, Takias Crawford, I don't know that he'll be eligible or not. He did move closer to home, but not within the radius. 
and we don't, you know, there's not like the wait, the waiver of like all transfers being immediately eligible. That hasn't been approved like kind of we thought it might be, which is a rule, again, that I'm against. I think there needs to be in the, something in the way of players transferring to where like, hey, you are, you're probably going to have to sit out a year if you transfer unless it's after two years. You put in two years, transfer free and clear. But most players think about quitting at some point their freshman year or transferring. And I think there needs to be something to dis- dissuade that. I'm not saying it's a perfect system, not even saying it's fair, but I think it's probably the best option until we figure out some something better than that. So, anyway, that's kind of where I see things. And then, of course, you know, you've got uh, Dalton Wagner, who obviously played a lot for Arkansas this year. I think from a talent standpoint, Noah Gatlin's better, but Wagner's stayed, more, stayed healthier. And you never know with some of these young guys, you know, maybe a Jalen St. John or a Marcus Sanderson or Ray Curry, one of those guys steps up. I don't know you're going to see any of the freshmen. I think ideally you would you'd redshirt those guys if you can. So, I like talking offensive line. Devin Newman says, any other moves? You don't have to mention names or just a yay or nay. Any insight as to why Cooper was let go? So, I don't see, as far as on-field coaches, I don't think that we're going to see any other changes. I'm not aware of any, okay? Um, you know, with the Derek LeBlanc stuff, we were just kind of waiting for the proper channel just to go through. Sometimes coaches are encouraged to find another job, find another opportunity. Um, and that we've seen that going back to when Brett Bielema was at Arkansas. You know, I, I just I know that happened several times. So I think it comes down to recruiting now. Cooper may have had some impact with the, the kids in Oklahoma, but maybe not as big of an impact as they wanted him to. Um, you know, tight end is a position that is probably as thin as any position on the field. Really, you've got two tight ends with playing experience. Um, you know, you brought in a guy last year who's who's rather inexperienced. You know, I don't think that Aaron Outley – I don't know that it mattered who the tight ends coach was for Aaron Outley. He's an Arkansas guy. I think he was, he was going to come here. So – you know, you lost a couple of guys the year before, uh, one to Auburn who was committed to you, one to UT San Antonio who was committed to Jeff Trailer, but you weren't able to hold on to him. So I think it comes down to recruiting on that, you know, and maybe the same thing with LeBlanc also, you know, with Cameron Ball, you know, was that LeBlanc or was it, uh, was it more Georgia connections? I think it was probably Georgia connections, you know, was, um, you know, the junior college kid. You know, I just think overall – it comes down to recruiting. I think that's maybe why Pittman has gone to maybe some more young, energetic, anxious to prove myself type of guys at some of those spots. So that's kind of what I think. Joshua Shiver says, also, is A.J. Green the second string running back or is it one of the other guys behind Traylon Smith? I think it'll be A.J. Green. I think he has uh, explosive speed, good size, I think he fits the qualifications. And you guys know, as I've said with running backs, you can either run or you can't. You know, mainly with running backs, it's like getting better at pass pro, learning the offense, the ins and outs. Uh, but A.J. Green is a 10 3 meter guy, and he is about 200 pounds right now. So I like that a lot. I think Arkansas will like that a lot. He's not on campus. J.B. on Hunt is, who's probably one of the more overlooked guys in this class. He's a really good potential running back, probably going to be a little bit bigger. You know, A.J.'s maybe a little more – leaner built but still twitched up you know or Javion looks like he could maybe carry a little bit more weight Dwight Raleigh says do all the 
all this change up in the staff concern, it doesn't concern me now. Now, if it was Barry Odom leaving, yeah, that would be like, mm. or, uh, you know, Kendall Bryles, you know, something like that. Um, or if it was a situation where I didn't feel like they were encouraged to make a, a change, you know, then yeah. Um, now, Justin Stepp, I like Justin Stepp a lot. I think he was a strong recruiter for Arkansas. I think wide receivers played well overall this year, got better. You know, Trey Knox didn't, but, you know, Devion Warren did. Mike Woods did. Traylon Burke certainly built on his uh, his freshman season. So um, that was just kind of a situation that was a tough deal, you know, with Pittman keeping Stepp on last year. Uh, but South Carolina is the city of his birth. Columbia, South Carolina. So it's hard to deny anybody wanting to come back home. Like, you know, guys that are out there in Georgia or Texas or something, you know, what if you're, you got a raise and an opportunity to do the same job in Fayetteville, you know, where you're from. So, but anyway, Kenny Guyton, you know, it kind of fits that role as a guy who's energetic, you know, Kendall Bryles knew exactly who he wanted as wide receivers coach. He didn't – there wasn't even a hesitation. Like, technically, none of the Justin Stepp stuff was even official. It was two hours later after that stuff came out that Kenny Guyton's name got floated out there. So, no, it doesn't concern me overall because I know that Pittman, most of these moves were made from Arkansas. Like, we need to make a change here, you know. Where's Alfred Davis at these days? I know he was at junior college. I think I think he caught on somewhere D1. So there's a Lovey, Lovey Smith staff this season. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, maybe we see Alfred Davis again one day. I'm sure he would like to come back, but probably, you know, build on his resume a little bit more. Still a pretty young guy. Joshua Shiver says a great question about the same thing. Clinton Stacy Patterson, is there any guy in the transfer portal we're close to getting at this point? I do not think there is. It just, just hasn't been a guy yet, and I think maybe we see them pick that up uh, after the spring if they do intend to bring that, uh, bring a guy in. Is there any concern for the lack of commitments or crystal ball predictions for Arkansas in class 2022? I wouldn't say yet, no. I wouldn't say yet. I think that'll I think that'll happen. Um Arkansas needs to get some guys on visit. They need to lift this restriction on these guys not being able to visit. I mean, there are guys that have enrolled in Fayetteville who've never been to Fayetteville. You had like, what, 10 guys or so enroll at midterm who'd never – some of them never even been here before. It's just ridiculous. These guys – I know we're I know we're in a pandemic, and I know it's, it's scary, but we're in the offseason of football now. There's no, like, risk, you know, concern of, you know, not being able to play a game because somebody came in and, and you know, got coded. You, know, you can test guys, all this stuff. You know, you can do a rapid test on some of these recruits coming in or require them to have a test the day before they come in, bring them in in smaller numbers, let them get more informed on the most important decision of their entire lives to this point. Lift it. Lift the restriction. Free the visitors. Hashtag free official visitors and unofficial visitors. Brandon Kaiser says, where are we at with remaining scholarships available for next season? I mean, I, if they count three ahead, then that is obviously going to bring them down to 22. But then they could count three ahead. You can keep borrowing forever. I mean, you can literally borrow from the next class over and over and over again. So if, you, if you're pushing three ahead, you can just keep borrowing. I haven't done the whole total yet on where they are scholarship-wise, but I, I need to get that figured out before we dive into spring football, which I think will probably be about March 15th. So we're looking at about a month and a half before that kicks off. Jim Taylor in Fresno, I ate your 
ate your pistachios, but can probably find more than ever if you get a drink. Oh, I forgot to send you that, Jim. I'm going to make a note right here. All right. I forgot about that. Jim, I'm going to send you a message after this. Get those pistachios. Jimmy Grant says you just signed up for a year. See, Jimmy is a smart guy. He likes in-depth insider Razorback coverage. Thing is, you know, we're always going to outwork everybody. We're always going to put more work forward. If somebody else is working hard, we're going to try to work harder. That's just how we've done it. That's how we've been in business for 18 years. I appreciate that, Jimmy. Everybody else be like Jimmy. Carl Monger says, we have one of our young men that likes to dribble too much. I can imagine the coach can take him out too, too many turnovers. Yeah, Jalen Tate's had a lot of turnovers. James Matthew Nolan says, thanks for all you do. Trey Wupik Sue, there's no way Vanover should be shooting as time is expiring. Hope Williams is okay. You know, it's an open look. They're playing a zone. They didn't get the, you know, it's hard to get exactly what you want. I think that's just, you know, the situation that, that presented itself. So I agree. It's not ideal, especially he's such a better shooter than he is. I mean, like literally guys, I see him in practice sometimes just like one after another drilling them. And I'm not talking like just sitting there shooting, which I've seen him do that, but I'm talking like scrimmaging going up and down the floor. I've seen him like take over games. It's confusing. Aiden Hollerman says, Hey Trey, just want to say, I love your show, man. I always look forward to it. Keep doing what you do. Appreciate that. Aiden. Lynn Summerlin Buller said, hi, honey. Hi, mom. Drew McDonald-Daniel says, what do you think our record will be after conference play? After conference play. For basketball? I'm not sure. I have to go through the schedule. We're running it towards the end of it. Sorry, Drew. Maybe I can get back to that next time. Jeremy Spears says, watch from Corpus Christi, Texas every week. Appreciate that. Robert Hampton says, does the kicker Arkansas sign have Steve Little range? I mean, he's a he's got a big leg. He should be a good all-around kicker for him. Um, he's number one-ranked kicker in the country. Kicker's a tough, diff, difficult position to evaluate, too. Jared Barksdale says 7-5 and five next year. I could see that. Craig Rush says, how does the quarterback battle shake out? It's going to be really intriguing. Another reason to sign up and follow that, and hopefully we get some good access to that and we can actually report on that. There should be a red-white game. That should be good. But I would probably predict K.J., but it's wide open. That's just a, a prediction. That means nothing. It's going to be a wide open. Alfred Davis was at Illinois, but he has not been retained, says Greg Marler. Appreciate that, Greg. How you doing, Greg? Been a while. Kevin Gill says, Trey, if you added a point guard player, would be Musselman's preference, Kareem Reed. Hey, Corey Beck, Gennaro Pargo, Kareem Reed. Pargo would be intriguing because Pargo could shoot. I mean, out of these, you have Kareem Reed twice. Out of these, Gennaro Pargo made it to the NBA, and I guess Beck sniffed the NBA for a little while. I'd probably go Beck or Pargo or I don't know. All three of those are good options. I'd take any one of them right now, hands down. Hands down, any one of them. Again, guys, I'm going to bow out of here, but sign up for the 60% off deal. What do you got to lose? Arkansas is one of the top 10 sites in the 24-7 sports network and subscriptions. And from a from a size standpoint, like the size of the state, alumni base and stuff, 
we don't belong to be in there. We shouldn't be in there, but we are. And it's because we work our tails off. We set the example for a lot of sites across the, uh, the network on how things should be run, how things should be done. And I think people have appreciated that over the last 18 years and why we have such a large subscription base. So join us, figure out what you've been missing. If you don't want to sign up for the 60% off deal, again, it's like $42 for the whole year, then sign up for $1 for your first month. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody. I want to thank Curtis Wilkerson for joining us with all of his insight on Razorback basketball and baseball. Appreciate all the questions. We had some good ones today. Sign up for the 60% off deal. And Curtis will be back with you guys for Hog Hoops Live on Wednesday, probably probably like around 11 o'clock, just depending on press conferences and things like that. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.